As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. This ride is just insane! We're going to go 165 feet in the air. We're going to drop down 180 feet, like an 85 degree angle. You ready? I hate this you. I hate part. you. I hate this you. And now we're going into an Emmelman maneuver. I had that last week, actually. Coast in the country. With Marcus LeShock. to you from WGN-TV Studios in Chicago. My name is Marcus Lashak. As Sarah Jindra just said there, big thanks to her. And you are listening to the Coast in the Country podcast. This is your place for the latest theme park news, roller coaster reporting, all around family fun. I can't believe this is actually happening. I have been talking about doing a podcast like this for so long and here i am putting it all together and uh i can promise to you that it's gonna be a work in progress <laughs> it's gonna be a little bit of a work in progress but um yeah for those of you who don't know me i'm a reporter anchor on the wgn tv morning news in chicago but i'm also a lifelong theme park and roller coaster enthusiast grew up here in the chicagoland area Six Flags Great America was my home park growing up, and I caught the bug early on, going to the park with my dad, going then going to the park with friends, and I've been hooked on amusement parks ever since then. Just love them. Uh, and those of you familiar with our show probably seen my Coast in the Country TV segments. I travel, travel across the country riding the latest, greatest coasters, telling stories along the way, and I want this podcast to be an extension of that, a place where we have more time just to get into what's happening at parks all over the country, all over the world, and uh, give some detailed trip reports of the places that I'm visiting, talk to some of the most important people in the theme park business. We're going to have some great interviews on here, what's happening in the industry. But, uh, you know, really, I one of the things that I love and I I have always loved about amusement parks is the family component to it. I love throwing my family in the car. I'm married. We've got two kids. My kids are eight and six. I love piling into the car and just driving across the country, Clark Griswold style. My wife puts up with my passion for this, right? (laughs) But it's one of the things that I love. I love doing that. I love seeing the places along the way along the road. And I love uh, just that feeling when you walk into a new amusement park, when you walk into a new place. And if you're with your kids and you see the look on your kids' faces, all the new stuff, um, I know so many of you do as well. That's why you're here. That's why you're listening to this. And so really, uh, 
we want to do some segments here on how you can have the best experience you can when you're traveling to some of these places. That's where the trip reports are going to come in. But I, I want this to be about you also. So I will be encouraging all of you to send in your reports of the things that you're doing this summer, the places that you went, the things that you found, that you discovered. And I want to share those here. Um, I've got a, the WGN's done a really great job hooking this room up. We're in this podcast room here at the station. And um, I've got a phone hooked up that I can get people on the line. I've got other microphones in here. So you never know. At some point, I might invite some people down to uh, share their enthusiast uh, reviews and reports on things. So we're going to do all that here on the show. I'm very excited about it. And today on the show, we've got a special guest, the brand new communications manager from Six Flags Great America right here in our backyard. That would be a great way to kick this thing off. And uh, we're going to get to her. It's a really cool interview. We talked about a lot of, lot of the stuff that they're doing at Great America this year. But uh, we're going to start off every show with your latest theme park news. You ready? Let's go. Here we go. All right, Cedar Fair. Partnering with the people at Monster Jam. You ever been to Monster Jam? We're talking monster trucks. They come to your local arena and smash everything. I love the monster trucks. Used to go when I was a kid. Well, Monster Jam Thunder Alley going to be making stops at a bunch of the Cedar Fair Park, Cedar Point, Kings Dominion, Dorney Park, probably more than that. Those are the only three I found. This news just breaking as I'm recording this. So at this thing, they are going to have trucks like Gravedigger on site that you'll be able to sit in and take pictures. They're also going to have a ride experience where you'll be able to ride in a 10-passenger Gravedigger. 10-passenger, an even bigger Gravedigger. How much bigger can it get? And you're going to go through a freestyle-inspired course. I don't know what that means. I don't think that means you're going to be jumping off dirt hills and smashing old cars from the 1990s. But wouldn't that be awesome if they just set up like an arena style thing and you were flying through that with the giant engine revving underneath you? That would be pretty cool. Uh, so they're going to have that. There's also going to be a garage where you can learn how the engines work of these cars. Kids will have an area to build their own truck. And the great thing about it is it's free with park admission. So um, even if it's not your thing, you can just go and check it out. You don't have to pay anything extra for it to see it. They are offering VIP experiences at this. I don't know exactly what that entails as of right now, but you can check it all out on your Cedar Fair Parks website when it's coming because it's only a limited time for each place. So make sure you check on the website to see those weeks if this is something you really want to do. It sounds like it's going to be traveling all summer. And Universal Studios Hollywood has announced a new attraction based on the Secret Life of Pets movies. My kids love that movie, The Secret Life of Pets. I think I saw it about 20 or 25 times, and it's one of the movies of theirs that I've had to watch that many times that I actually liked. It's pretty good. If you ever had a pet, you have a pet now, it's a lot that you can relate to in that. Well, anyway, they're opening this new attraction. They're calling it The Secret Life of Pets Off the Leash going to be an immersive experience where you assume the role of a stray puppy trying to find a forever home 
You'll be in a ride vehicle on a track, live animated characters, digital media throughout the thing. You know how they do it uh, at Universal and at Disney, these kind of rides. Uh, They're aiming for a 2020 opening with this one. And if you've been to Epcot, you've probably seen the Illuminations light show at the end of the night. I love the light show at the end of Epcot. I feel like that's one of the overlooked, underrated things at Disney World. Uh, a lot of people dog on Epcot lately. I've noticed that. Have you noticed that? Like, I talk to people about Disney, and they're like, yeah, I went to Epcot. Man, why did I go to Epcot? I like Epcot. Thank you very much. Even the old things, the really old attractions. It just reminds me of when I was a kid. And I love going and seeing what people from the past thought the future was going to be like and where we're at now and where we're going in the future. I think it's kind of cool. And I know it needs improvement and they're doing a lot of improvements to Epcot and I'm sure they're going to be great. But there's something like nostalgic with Epcot for me. Anyway, I've totally gone off the rails here. But this Illumination Light Show, if you've seen it before with all the lasers and everything else, they are officially retiring that show. I think the show started in like the late 80s and it's changed a little bit. Like it's changed names and they've tweaked it over the years but they're officially retiring illumination and now we know the last performance date when that will be it's going to be september 30th september 30 will be the last night for illumination and it doesn't mean that they're not going to do anything on october 1st they're going to replace it with a temporary show called epcot forever meant to celebrate the past of epcot where epcot is now and where epcot is going in the future but I was reading about this on Thrill Geek, and it sounds like the uh, thing we're really looking forward to is 2020 for a big new addition. This Epcot Forever is just a temporary sort of bridge attraction to whatever is coming next. Don't know what that is yet, but again, on Thrill Geek, they say it's it, it may be celebrating Disney music with floating set pieces, choreographed fountains. You know, the Disney is going to fireworks, going to have laser beams beaming all over the place. I don't know why I'm doing a Chicago accent all of a sudden when I'm talking about the laser beams, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be great whenever that is. And look for that big new attraction, that big new night show to start sometime in 2020. All right, and Worlds of Fun in Kansas City's got a new blog post up talking about the new improvements they're making to their wooden roller coasters. They have hired Great Coasters International, GCI, to come in and do some uh, retracking work and re-engineering of their wooden coasters. Timberwolf uh, is a big project, it sounds like. I've not been to Worlds of Fun. How sad is that? How, how can you have a podcast? You haven't been to Worlds of Fun? And you have a theme park podcast? What? Yeah, I know. It's embarrassing. There's a lot of parks. And this is what you're going to learn about me, if you're new to me, is I I love and I have a lot of enthusiasm. I know a lot about parks all over the country, all over the world, but I haven't been to as many of them as I should have. And so that's why I'm kind of using this to get my butt out of Chicago and actually see some of these places. So anyway, Timberwolf is getting a retracking. And uh, they have installed a new 70-degree 70, 70 bank turn on this thing. You really have to see the photos to appreciate what they've done. It looks great. And in the update, they say the transitions on the ride should be a lot smoother than they are now. If you've been on a G- GCI ride or GCI retracking, they do a great job. They really take some of these old rickety rides and make them smooth as glass. And I know there's some enthusiasts out there like, well, I don't want that. I like a wooden roller coaster to snap me back into place. Um, sorry. 
<laughs> but they do a great job. They do a great job at this, and I, I personally like it. The older I get, my body can't withstand some of that old rickety stuff, so they do a lot of great work, and they're doing that right now at Worlds of Fun. Um, so the other thing is they're saying the ride is going to open, Timberwolf going to open during the second week of the season. So if you go there on opening day, it, it doesn't sound like Timberwolf is going to be open. Uh, they've been doing all these improvements. It sounds like it's been pretty extensive, and it's taking... Uh, a little bit longer so look for that the second to open the second week of the season they said they're still gonna be doing improvements on this through 2021 they're also retracking the first drop on prowler all right so uh, that is your news as i mentioned earlier we have a very special guest on our first episode if you have watched our news over the years you probably see me ride a bunch of coasters at six flags great america with tess clausen she was the communication manager at six flags great america for a I don't remember how many years, but quite a few years. And she has moved on to start her own event planning company and want to wish her all the best. Uh, thank her for everything over the years. But to replace her, they have hired Caitlin Kippel. And I thought it'd be nice to uh, get to know her a little bit, seeing that you're if you watch TV here in Chicago, you read the papers here in Chicago, uh, you're going to be seeing and hearing a bunch from her uh, on Chicago media. So why not talk to her? She came into the station to meet us. We both sat down in here. We talked about her backstory a little bit. Everything Six Flags Great America is working on for this season, including the latest on their launch coaster, Max Force. Here's our interview. So joining me today, my very first guest on this podcast, Caitlin Keppel, is the new communications manager at Six Flags Great America. How are you? I'm doing well, Marcus. Thanks for having me. Wow. First person. How does that feel? I'm very excited. I feel very honored. <laughs> honored. All right. Um, so I was just asking you, and we were talking a little bit before we came in here, um, I just want to get to know you a little bit more personally uh, with this. But first of all, a communications manager at a theme park as big as Six Flags Great America. What does that job entail? What do you do as the communications manager? Sure. I think that I do a lot of everything. Um, I work with a fantastic team um, in marketing and PR to put on all of the great events you see at the park, like the Coffin Challenge. We're responsible for things like that. Um, We're also responsible for getting people to the park. So letting everyone know what exciting things are coming up for the new season and what they can enjoy while they're at the park. And you know, you have the privilege of knowing a lot of the information that we don't know yet things that are coming to the park in the future i'm not going to ask you about that today but (laughs) that's that's part that's part of it too like coming up with a plan right about not only the stuff that's coming but then how are we going to uh, communicate all of this stuff out and how are we going to do that exactly we're responsible for looking at the big picture and uh, mapping out what is going to be the most compelling reasons for all of our guests to attend each year. So where are you from personally? Like where did, where did you grow up and all that? Personally, I grew up in southeastern Michigan in a town called Livonia. It's outside Detroit. Uh, it's about 25 minutes outside of what is now a really popular downtown area, um, getting really trendy, which warms my heart as a Detroiter. Um, I left Michigan to go to DePaul University in Lincoln Park in Chicago and stayed in the area. And before Great America, what were you, what were you doing? I was in the membership association world. So I was previously with the Illinois CPA Society and the National Association of Women Lawyers. So it's a little different. It's a little different. A, l- a little bit sure. different. 
Um, how has that change been for you? Like going from that and then you're about four weeks on the job as I'm talking to you now and walking into the theme park world. It's been really exciting. Uh, every day is a new adventure and a new challenge. And I imagine that that will only continue as the park opens up in just a few short days. Uh, are you a theme park person? Like, did you grow up going to a lot of parks and all that? I didn't. I wasn't terribly close to a theme park. Um, there are a few near us in southeastern Michigan, but um, still pretty a pretty good drive. So I didn't necessarily grow up a theme park person. What would have been your like home park there? What would have been your Cedar Point? Oh, Cedar Point. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. There you yeah. go. All right. Cedar Point. But it's a good. You know what? That's good experience though, because For I mean, sure. Great American Cedar Point are the ones that are you know there. That's competition there, they and are. they're both big parks with mm-hmm. big attractions. So they are. Um, and so uh, not a big theme park kid, yeah. um, but my husband grew up uh, just a stone's throw away from Great America. So I've spent a bit of time there with him uh, as we've grown together and, and really look forward to being close to the park now and taking my own kids. That was going to be the question I had for you is going to DePaul or now obviously with your husband, like when did you, do you remember like your first experience at Great America? Like how long ago would that have been that you really checked it out for the first time? Sure. The first time was easily in the college days. So, you know, definitely over a decade at this point with some girlfriends in the summer Mm -hmm. and went to the park, um, did some rides and did the water park. I think that was the really big appeal at the time too. Um, You know, coming out from the city, didn't want to do the beach, wanted kind of the cement beach and uh, really enjoyed ourselves. And this is an exciting summer, and I guess we can just get right into this. But uh, it's an exciting summer for a lot of way in a lot of ways at Great America. But let's just start with the water park, like you talked about. Six Flags taking over Magic Waters. I grew up in Schaumburg, so northwest suburbs of Chicago. And people might be listening to this if you're not from this area. Um, Rockford is about oh I don't know about an hour and a half from Chicago, maybe two hours from Chicago northwest. And where I grew up in northwest suburbs, it was probably like an hour hour and a half drive. Uh, and at the time, it was the premier water park anywhere around. If you didn't go up to the Wisconsin Dells, it had um, the biggest slides, the wave pool. And that's where you want, if you wanted to take that next step up from your community pool, you drove out to Magic Waters. And of course, over time with Great America launching Hurricane Harbor, and then you've got some other water parks in the area, um, it wasn't that destination. But now Six Flags, you can just talk about that a little bit. You guys have t- sort of taken over the... Um, management of it? Is that how you would say? I know it's kind of like a a lease agreement or something. So, but you guys are going to be pretty much running the place, right? That's right. So as of April 1st, as of Monday, uh, Magic Waters is a Six Flags water park. We're thrilled to be coming into the Rockford community into such a a water park that has such a wonderful reputation and has a a number of thrills for guests. Um, We'll open Memorial Day weekend, um, same as Hurricane Harbor Mm -hmm. and Gurney. And um, we're really excited to take it over and build upon all of the greatness that is already existing there. And that's a lot of questions we're getting from people out there is, well, how's this going to change? Is it going to make it more difficult for me to get in there or whatever? But do you know of any, I know this is pretty new, but do you know of any like changes right away that you guys want to make or anything that you want to do there? 
We're really hoping to make a smooth transition in mm-hmm. 2019 and are really excited for a lot of major improvements in 2020, including the potential for new capital. Um, the great part about bringing Magic Waters into the Six Flags family is if you have a membership or a combo season pass to Six Flags Great America, you also can access Magic Waters. And that's huge for people in Rockford, I think. So Absolutely. if you get the gold pass or the membership to Great America, you can go to both places. That's correct. That's really neat. Um, so getting to actual Great America then, obviously the big thing this year is Max Force. It's a lot of fun to come on board and have something so fantastic at our fingertips. Max Force is a triple record breaker, and I, I think folks are going to be so excited to get on there and experience it. Construction is on schedule. Uh, we're, we're looking forward to an early summer open. Um, about 50% of the structure is complete, and uh, we're, we're really on track, and everyone's excited. So this thing's going to go zero to almost 80 miles an hour in less than two seconds. That's right. Um, you said you didn't grow up going to theme parks necessarily, but obviously you've been to Great America in the last 10 years or so. Have you ever been on anything quite like that, something that that kind of force to it? I don't think there is anything quite like it in (laughs) in North America, to be quite honest. Um, I'm really excited to to get on there, and I know uh, everyone on the Great America team is as well. Yeah, because I know um, in the past, the communications managers, that means you're going to have to ride this quite a bit. Like, are you ready for that? Are you ready for that kind of launch? Uh, quite a few times in a morning. <laughs> I, I may need Because I am. <laughs> I, know, I know the answer to that for me. I mean, I need to do some test runs first on right. Raging Bull or Goliath, kind of build up my, my tolerance a right. little bit, but we're ready to go. And I think, and this is the thing I tell everybody, say, well, you know, I've been on launch coasters. I've been on vertical velocity there. It seems like it's just another one of those. This is another level of... To think about, you're sitting in a seat right now as you're listening to me talk and count one 1,000, you're going 80 miles an hour. Like, that's crazy. That's crazy fast and how awesome that's going to be. And it's really not just the speed. It's really about the height as well. Keep in mm-hmm. mind, it has the tallest inversion in the world at 175 feet. So right. it's going to move you very fast, very high, and it's going to be an extreme ride. And then that last inversion, or one of the inversions, you're going to be, you're still going to be going about 60-something miles an hour through that inversion. That's mm-hmm. going to be wild. That's right. So it also has the fastest inversion at 60 miles per hour. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm very, very pumped for that. So you think that's still on schedule? Um, I know in the past, rides have opened there, and you don't. I know you don't have a date yet, but like Memorial Day-ish around there. We're looking at early summer. Okay. So if everything goes to plan, it, it'll definitely be open in, in, in the peak season for everyone when you're visiting the park. Gotcha. Um, how about just the rest of the park? Obviously, that's a big thing, but um, some uh, any other changes that if I'm going to Great America this summer and um, anything that I might notice around the park that you guys are doing, I mean, other than that big attraction? Absolutely. I think we're doing a lot of things to make the guest experience more enhanced. Um, beginning again in the early season, we'll have Wi-Fi throughout the park. Oh, really? So that's coming. Um, and in addition to that, uh, following uh, the all-park Wi-Fi, we'll have mobile ordering on the app. So if you're Huge. a guest and you're looking to pick up lunch for your family, um, you're going to be able to do that by ordering on your app. The Wi-Fi is, uh, this, is this free Wi-Fi? Is this like a, do I have to have a subscription? 
subscription for that, or how does that work? My understanding is that it'll be free Wi-Fi okay. um, to pair with the mobile app ordering, um, yeah. making sure that everyone can figure out uh, where they're at, use it for the maps as well, and quickly pull up all that information. Can I ask you some tough questions now? Sure. Um, what do you put on your frontal cake? I'm a bit of a traditionalist, so I really just do the powdered sugar. Me too. Yeah, Thank I'm you a very straight much. up. So yeah, because you put all the other junk on it, and then it, it's an ice cream sundae with something underneath it. Right. It's not really a funnel cake. No, you point. don't get the full appreciation of the funnel cake to it. Wow, that's really good to hear. Um, how about your favorite coaster at Great America? I know you're kind of a newbie to it a little bit, but if you had to pick one, what's your favorite? What's your favorite coaster there? I think I'd have to go with Raging Bull. Okay. Uh, That is one of my husband's favorites, so it's one of the first that he managed to get me on. What do you like about it? I think I like the... I really like the the turns and the height and just that feeling um, of of really being able to kind of get up there. Um, It's really exciting. This year, Raging Bull is having its 20th birthday. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's right. 1999. That's right. I didn't think about that. So on May 1st, so we'll have a, a, a big celebration for the 20th anniversary birthday. A raging ball. That's neat. There's nothing like uh, those B and M hyper coasters. Mm-hmm. They're so smooth. They're all. I feel like they're always running. Um, they just make a really great product. And everybody who goes on that gets off like, wow, that was great. And it's just a drop with airtime hills and some great turns. But they're so darn smooth. And the capacity, how many people you can get on it and off of it. It's a great ride. It's a great experience. Is there anything for you, um, and I know you're only four weeks into this, but like some kind of stamp you'd like to put on this thing, like something that you would personally like to say, I I really want this for Great America. This is what I want to help Great America become in the future as you look to where the park is going and all that. As someone who lives very close to the park, and and I know you're not too far Mm -hmm. either, Marcus, I'm really looking to put my stamp on of of what can we do in the community. Six Flags Great America has always been active in the community near Gurney, but what can we do that um, may provide a larger impact or bring more people out to enjoy the park? Um, That includes at Fright Fest, Holiday in the Park, which we'll be doing again in 2019. Did you get a chance to go to Holiday in the Park this year? I didn't. I'm so disappointed. Every was, time I went to go, it was it was a bad weather weekend. Completely blew away my expectations. I mean, I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, being the first year, I wasn't quite sure what it was going to be like compared to some of the other holiday events at other theme parks. And it was fantastic. And I can't tell you how many people I know that went that don't go to Great America a lot walked away and said, that was an amazing experience. Like, you guys did a really great job with that. And I'm really glad to hear that it's coming back again. Absolutely. Our guests loved it. Um, It has become a new family tradition Mm -hmm. for some people. Folks walked out and said, we're going to come back every year, which is great to hear the first time you do something. So it'll absolutely be back in 2019. Great. So um, anything else you wanted wanted to add to this? I mean, it's really great to meet you. And um, I'm going to be one of the people that's annoying you probably more than any other person in the media in Chicagoland about weird questions about things. But uh, it's it's good to have you here, and you seem excited about taking on this this job. I'm thrilled. I'm looking forward to this season. We open for uh, the year on Friday, April 19th. Good Friday, so come on out. Um, certainly excited for the summer ahead and Max Force, and uh, thanks for having me. 
All right, big thanks to Caitlin at Six Flags for talking to me today. And big thanks to all of you, particularly if you're still listening right now. Wow, I should send you a prize. I should. Uh, Episode one of the podcast. I can't believe it's here. I still can't believe that this is happening. This is a work in progress. Um, You're going to be hearing some changes and tweaks over time. Please send me your suggestions of what you want this to sound like, what you want to see more of on this, because this can really be something for all of us, right? To have a place where we can just talk about coasters, about the industry, and uh, have a lot of fun. And it does not end here. You can find all of my coaster coverage, wgntv.com slash coastin, wgntv.com slash coastin. That's where all my stories are posted. You'll find past podcasts there as well. My personal website is marcuslashock.com. That's a great way to get in touch with me. There's a button on the homepage. It says, submit your story. And uh, you send me a message right in there. You can send me a message, a review, a trip report, uh, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, just go ahead and send that there in, in that. And uh, if, you, if you think there's something that I should cover on television, that's a great place to get in touch with me. When you fill that form out, it goes directly to my personal email and pings me in my pocket. So that is the greatest way to get in touch with me. Uh, submit your story on marcuslashock.com. You can also follow me on every social media platform, facebook.com slash marcuslashock. Twitter, I'm at marcuslashock. Instagram, I'm at marcuslashock. Snapchat, I'm at marcuslashock. You get it? You've seen a pattern here. I'm on everything. Follow me there, whatever your preferred platform is, and uh, get in touch with me. I'd love to talk to you. And I just want to thank all of you again for listening. Next time, I'm going to have a full report on Disney Parks, their big panel coming up at star wars celebration when you're listening to this that may have already happened well i'm going to be there it's here in chicago i'm gonna have a reaction from the convention on everything that is happening at galaxy's edge at disneyland and disney world as you know that's a huge project i'm very excited to hear what they have to say about it we're gonna have a full report for you on episode two of the podcast until then push down pull up on your lap bars we are coasting the country i'm marcus lashock i will see you next time